Hotter Than Health, episode 83. My name is Eliza. I'm your host. This is a podcast focusing on fitness, nutrition, health, overall healthy lifestyles, and of course, your morning conference call. I hope everyone is doing amazing. Before we get into the podcast episode today, which is going to be talking all things workout for your specific body type. So we'll talk about what kind of body type you may be. Um, We're going to be talking about different types of specific workouts you can be doing and kind of just helping you guys plan out some things where maybe maybe if you need to change things up in the gym, maybe if you've never tried these things or maybe you're just um, looking for a little inspo, maybe this will drop a little knowledge on you guys. But yeah, so we'll talk about that in a sec. But just wanted to put it out there before we get started. If you feel like supporting the podcast, it's always so appreciated, so, so noticed, acknowledged. Thank you so much. Um, it's amazing if you like, share, subscribe, um, sharing, screenshotting the podcast wherever you're listening to it right now is so helpful. Send, sending it to a friend, you know, if it's a good resource for someone who has been in quarantine and they want to mix things up, um, they're just now getting back into the gym or everyone's talking about just needing to get out of the house a little bit. Maybe you have a couple sets of weights. Hopefully this will be helpful for you. Um, if you want to support the podcast financially, that's also amazing. And you can go to patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com and just search hotter than health. It gives you a few options. Um, what I do is have different tiers for different memberships. So based on what you feel like contributing per month, it is either going to be like some personal reach outs. It's going to have recipes every month um, and different things like that. So y'all will just have to take a look at it. It's at patreon.com. I'll put that in the show notes. So you can just click on it and type in hotter than health. Also, if you feel like using codes uh, to get blender bombs, I still use my own. I just put in an order for the nut free kind. I'm trying to do minimal to no nuts to see if that helps any skin issues, blah, blah, blah. We'll get into that later. But I'm doing the nut-free blender bombs right now for the next three months, and I just use them as a snack. I love the coconut. I'm all about it. I know that's a nut, but I don't seem to have any issues with coconut. Anyways, but I'm doing the nut-free blender bombs. If you guys feel like contributing, that would be amazing. Use the link in the show notes. Use the code uh, Eliza G 15 I think that's what it is. Yeah, Eliza G15, it gets you 15% off and they're incredible. Love Blender Bombs. So happy to work with them per use. All right. So we're going to get into this podcast episode and I'm telling y'all, I, (laughs) you know, I'm open. You know, I'm very, very open about how I'm feeling and what's going on in my life. I am fucking menstrual. I am cramping like crazy. It's not normal for me to cramp like this. It's not normal for me to be nauseous and it's not normal for me to be this lethargic. What happened was last night. So this is, this is, I'm going to give you guys some info here and then, you know, you can use it, but heed my advice. So typically every morning, y'all know I have my, my morning routine. I'll do my water. I'll do my daily stoic. I'll do my cup of coffee. All is good in the world. However, yesterday I thought, hmm, let's be bold. Let's try something new. I made this incredible coconut water cold brew, which was basically instead of water to make the cold brew, you just use coconut water. And I used one that was just pure coconut water, no added sugar, no added bullshit. And all you do is put fresh grounds. I put it in the bottom of my French press. You can put it in like a closed off mason jar too. Put a bunch of grounds. Don't ask me how much. I don't know. I just ground up a bunch and put them in the bottom which is probably why I'm having this problem today and why I'm talking like a hummingbird so fast, but put it all in the bottom of my French press, 
filled it to the top with coconut water and a little bit of cinnamon because I'm wild and I let it sit overnight and then in the morning I pressed it so it wasn't pressed overnight it was just floating around there it, cold brew is definitely a little bit easier um, acidity wise it's better for your teeth lots of different benefits but it is a bit stronger just because it's been sitting overnight it has more chance it's basically like marinating so you're getting the full you're getting really the full potency of the caffeine so the cold brew super pumped about it tried it this morning jizzed it's incredible I'm the fact that I have not done this before I'm so appalled at myself because I talk about coconut water all the time I talk about hydration all the time two birds one stone uh, you know two blenders one cup of coffee or two coffee grounds one cup of coffee see I'm crashing already so what I did was I made the cold brew and then of course I heated it up because I just I like hot coffee did that with a little bit of the creamer same exact portion that I do every single morning just one cup oh my hummingbird I have a resting heart rate of a thousand I am a little shaky things are I, I think I have tu- I have tunnel vision. My pupils are the size of the a pencil tip. I mean, I am laser focused today, but in the worst way. I feel like I'm coming off of insane amounts of cocaine, crack, methamphetamine, and Adderall all at the same time. And I'm not exaggerating. I don't need to exaggerate that. So anyways, I tried to work out this morning. I trained two clients, felt great. I was like, ooh, super energized. But and it didn't really change anything about my conference call. I think that's just me being on my period that's making that all wonky. But hey, here I am just being uh, loud and proud about it. But yeah, it, it tasted amazing. But heed my advice, either use a little less. And I, I think what I'm going to do tomorrow is do the cold brew, but I'm going to add some water to the coffee. So I'll do like half the amount of coffee, add a little bit of hot water, add my creamer the same way I normally do, and just pace myself a little. I think I just went in two feet at a time. So when I went in for my workout today, usually I do about 10 sprints on the treadmill at an incline, did five, had to take a break in between and I was dying. And I did one or two sets of legs and then I did the Stairmaster for 10 minutes and I was very angry the whole time. I was not well. I was nauseous. I felt crampy. I felt anxious, jittery. So all in all, in summation, I do think that it's an amazing idea, but if you're going to try this at home, highly recommend ha- cutting your portion size in half. That's what I think. Give it a try if you want to. If you have like heart palpitations, if you have any high blood pressure or anything like that, maybe cut it into fourths. You know, ask your doc. But it's incredible. It tastes so good. And I think what I like a lot about this cold brew is that a lot of cold brew just tastes like wet coffee. <laughs> I'm sorry, wet. It just tastes like cold coffee. And that doesn't appeal to me. So... What I like about this is, you know how if you drink regular tap water, it just is like thin water going down, nothing special about it, but then you drink a bottle of, let's like, like Dasani or Smart Water. Let's say you're feeling sexy that day and you get a bottle of Smart Water um, Dasani. It's like a thicker, more appealing, luxurious type of water. It's a little thicker is what I like to say. I can't quite articulate it clearly, but it's a little thicker little better. I prefer it. You'll just have to give it a try. I think it'd be great iced with a little bit of cinnamon on top, a little bit of cacao, a little bit of coconut creamer. That would be the shit. 
and it kind of gives this, this like underlying sweetness but it's not like a totally coconutty flavor it doesn't taste like a meringue um okay so that is me talking for 10 minutes about one cup of coffee and if you want the recipe again I don't have it it was just a bunch of coconut water a bunch of grounds and you let it sit overnight and then you press it the next morning so easy it's so easy Anyway, so I'm sitting here on my bed. The microphone is on my chest, so if this seems really loud, I'll listen to it in a second. Again, these are unedited podcasts because shit is real, and I don't need to cover that up, all right? So um, it's just me in here, no Howard, no Casita girls. Next week, though, is going to be an awesome podcast talking all about relationships, and hopefully we talk about sex. I have no idea. We'll have Morgan Binns back on the um, back on the podcast, my girl crush. <sighs> Shavasana. All right, let's get into this podcast. We're talking today about specific workouts for your body type, and a lot of people don't know this, so I see a ton of people in the gym who are saying, you know, and I want to go ahead and put this out there. A lot of people have what's known as like a mild case of body dysmorphia, where they, even if they're the fittest they've ever been, they have a beautiful physique to everyone around them they still feel like it's not good enough. They think that they're fat. They think that they're chunky. They think that they're thick or soft, but it's all bodies are truly beautiful and all bodies are so different and they always change. So what I want to go into this saying is that, you know, not everyone fits the perfect mold for their body type. Not everyone is going to be able to do the same types of exercises and yield the same results. Every body is totally different. There are some people who hit the freaking genetic what am I saying? The genetic jackpot. And they just, you know, they go in there, they do three squats and their ass rises three inches and they eat Chick-fil-A six times a week and they have a six pack. Some people are just like that. And then there are people like me. I have two uneven butt cheeks and that's okay with me. You know, like shit's not always perfect. I'm still very proud of my body. It's strong. It gets me from A to B and it's healthy. And then, you know, there are some people who have a really tough time shedding weight. So their workouts are going to look a little different. So go into this objectively, you know, if, if you think that I just know that I have a lot of clients and I've worked with a lot of women who are actually naturally super, super lean and they consider themselves in more of the pear shaped or uh, what's going to be called an endomorphic body type. And it's just not right. So if you really have no clue or you think you might be off with maybe the type of body type that you have, take some notes today. Feel free to reach out to me. Um, I also put together workout plans for people. So if you guys want that type of information along with a nutrition consultation, I do that too. I just want people to know that this is information. It's not fit for every single person, but think about it. Give yourself some grace and just go into it open-minded, wanting to learn something. All right, so the first body type that we'll talk about is what's called an ectomorph. So there are three different body types, ectomorph, mesomorph, and endomorph. So I'm just going to say ecto, meso, or meza, and endomorph. So not a whole lot of morph going on. So the first one we're talking about is ectomorph. So this is a naturally very thin person. So I wanted to give off some like actors names who I thought about. Um, so people like Nicole Kidman, people like, um, let's say Johnny Depp or someone super tall, lanky, skinny that you might think of. Okay. Okay. I don't know his name, 
but most people have seen The Office. The really tall guy who marries Pam in The Office, he's an ectomorph. So really tall, lean, sinewy, small, almost frail looking people. So naturally thin, um, that's what you're looking at as an ectomorph. So for the ectomorph body type, these people typically, they want to gain muscle, but it's super hard to gain muscle. So they might be super lean, but they may not specifically, or they may not necessarily have the lowest body fat percentage. So a lot of the times it is like a soft, lean, um, more naturally uh, smooth body type. So you're looking at, you know, if you're wanting to put on some muscle, you would want to be working specific muscle groups. So if you're hitting an upper body workout, maybe just focusing on back and biceps that day as opposed to back, bicep, shoulder, core, all that stuff. Um, and if you're working legs, maybe you just want to work glutes and hamstrings or glutes and quads. So what you want to do for the ectomorph body type is more heavyweight workouts with a lot of rest in between sets. So you, it, you may think it's weird. So if you are trying to gain weight, um, that doesn't mean you have to necessarily be a 100-pound girl who has to go in and lift a 300-pound deadlift. It's, that's not what I mean. I just mean you want to intentionally increase your load as much as you can. Um, so that might be starting off with 10 pounds. That's fine. Maybe starting out with 10 pounds, working up every round or every different day that you're doing that muscle group so that you can continually continually get stronger. Um, you want to rest between those sets. So you want to be really, really tired and fatigued by the last rep. So if you're thinking about weights, that's a great way to put on muscle with those long sets. So you want to be working those major muscle groups. So um, you want to be going maybe like six to 10 reps and higher sets. So let's just say you're doing eight different reps and five to six sets. You want to have a, like a two or so minute break in between those reps or in between those sets so that you can, um, so that you can really give your chance, your body a chance to calm down, get some rest in between so that you can be extra powerful and sharp for your next movement. So some examples of these bigger workouts, um, would be, and this is for men. If you want to go into the, into the gym and you want to, let's say do chest and biceps, so you could do, let's say, five sets or six sets of eight reps of, let's say, a bench press. So you go into the bench press. Again, you have to kind of see what your max is going to be. Um, you don't want to like be going in heavier than you've ever lifted before in your life. Make sure you have a spotter, a gym buddy, something like that. You can use dumbbells too. You don't always have to use a bench press. But you go in, let's say you do uh, five rounds of eight reps a piece two minutes rest in between. And then once you're done with that, maybe you go over to the, maybe you go over to a preacher curl, or maybe you just grab two heavier dumbbells and you want to do some seated bicep curls. So all you're doing is, let's say, again, six different sets, eight different reps. You don't really have to think too hard about which move is going to have a certain number of reps. Try and, I like to keep it simple and I like to, you know, if I'm doing four sets of some other move, I'll do four sets of another move. You know, I don't want to do four sets of this, six sets of that, eight reps of this. Like, I like to keep it around the same rep and set count 
And then for cardio, um, for cardio for an ectomorph, if you're naturally super, super lean, you're trying to put on muscle and you're trying to tone up a little bit, you don't want to be doing too, too much cardio. So you don't need to be going into the elliptical for 40 minutes a day, three times a week. Um, some good things for you to be doing is just lifestyle cardio. So if you want to ride your bike to the park, if you want to go for a long walk, you want to do minimal like two to three days per week. 15 to 30 minutes of cardio, so nothing too crazy. Um, you don't need to be going to do sprints every single day. You don't need to be going to run 10Ks every single day. Um, minimal cardio, just so that you're not burning too much of that muscle. You want to stay in like a lower steady state so that you're really just burning fat. So long walks would be amazing for an ectomorph. An incline walk would be great. A short amount of time on a low intensity stairmaster, um, things like that. So I think that would be great. And, um, you know, making sure that you're eating as well. So that's a big one. We won't get too much in the nutrition of it, but if you are trying to put on muscle, you do need to, you know, up a little bit of the protein, up a little bit of the carbohydrate. That's truly where you're going to find those benefits with those heavier weights and the lower cardio. The next body type is a mesomorph. And this is kind of where I would put myself as a mesomorph because I, I know that I'm a naturally like lean person, but I'm not an actually, I'm not like Skeletor, you know, I have lean genetics, but I can also put on muscle. And, um, I would say people like, um, okay. Like what is her name? Okay. Jessica Alba, or let's say a guy such as, um, Chris Hemsworth. Hello. Uh, those are celebrities that might have a mesomorph body type. Having a trouble finding girls. If you're like super into fitness models on Instagram, Karina L. She's my Instagram crush. She's a mesomorph and holy shit, she's so beautiful. Uh, wow, wow, wow. She has the most amazing light, bright energy. So she's incredible if you want to follow her on Instagram. Um, and then if you're thinking, if you're in Charleston and you go to Hilo, you could look at people uh, like Sam Lawrence. Um, shout out to you. He is definitely in that physique style. So what you'd be looking for is something more like a narrow waist, slightly broader shoulders, but definitely has a stronger lower body. So strong legs, strong glutes. That's the type of body type of a mesomorph. So mesomorphs are more of like the in-between. Um, they're able to put on muscle easily, but it's kind of like an ideal for bodybuilding um, and they typically have a lower body fat percentage. So they're lean, but a little bit harder and a little bit more muscular than the ectomorph. Um, and so this is actually how I've just naturally been training for the past like five years, three, five. Yeah. So about five years, this is how I feel best. So I actually, before I really knew how to train for my body type, I just did what I liked and it ended up being basically this. Um, so this is the routine that I follow, especially when I'm, um, especially when I'm in the open gym by myself, it's, this is how I like to train. So if you consider yourself in the mesomorph arena, um, it doesn't mean you have to be a bodybuilder. It just means that when you do train or when you do start to work out a little bit, you notice that you are able to build muscle and lose fat and you naturally have like a slightly, um, a slightly more lean toned look. Um, but not even always toned. Like you could never work out in your life and still be a mesomorph. Just once you do start to figure these things out, it, you'll put yourself in this category. I'm not saying that I look like Jessica Alba uh, by any means. Um, I'm trying to think of some others. I'll, I'll be thinking as we go. But um, let's see. 
blah, blah, blah. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Here we are. So some ways to train. Um, and I, I get asked this all the time, like how I train in the gym, but I ask, I get asked by all different types of body types. So what works for me or another mesomorph might not necessarily work for someone else who's trying to lose a bunch of weight or who's trying to gain a bunch of weight. So for me and for other mesomorphs, it's going to be more of a varied type of training. So you could do heavy, light, and high rep type of movements. You could do a little bit lower rep movements. Um, but what I do is anytime someone asks, I say that I like to plan my workouts in the open gym around like two to three bigger compound movements with accessory moves around it. So a compound movement is going to be a bigger movement incorporating larger muscle groups. So things like a squat, things like a deadlift, a chest press or a bench press, press those kind of larger movements. So like a leg press would be uh, incorporated into that as well. So I would do something like that. I would do maybe a, a large, heavier squat followed by lighter weight, slightly higher rep of um, reverse lunges with other dumbbells. So I can kind of knock those out quickly, keep my muscles tired, keep them hot, keep them going. Um, but making sure that I'm still fresh for the bigger movements like the squat. Or if I'm doing a deadlift, then I'll do something like a deadlift and then maybe I'll do either a goblet squat or I'll do some jump squats in between so with a light weight. So if you're doing an upper body workout, you could do something like a shoulder press followed by a tricep extension. So the shoulder press could be your larger movement or the um, even like a lat pull down machine or an assisted pull up machine. You could do a um, you could do it again, a deadlift for an upper body day. So there are a lot of different things you could do, but you want to pick one to two to three larger compound movements and then kind of plan smaller movements around that. And if you need help with that, always feel free to reach out. I'm happy to um, set up time to create more of a more of a workout plan for you. Um, we also have a ton of personal trainers at Hilo. We also have a ton of, you know, I have a ton of resources for wherever you are if you guys have questions. Um, for, for the mesomorph, which I think is interesting because I've always naturally gravitated towards this as anyways, um, training legs more often and a little bit heavier than any other muscle group. So the mesomorph wants to make sure that they're training their legs and their lower body at least two to three times per week. I like to do it three times a week. I'm tr I do Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday as my leg day. Um, so I try and incorporate sprints into there for my cardio. And then sometimes I'll do a long walk in the neighborhood. Sometimes I'll do a little bit more um, steady state on the Stairmaster. Um, and then for cardio for mesomorphs, three or so times per week, I would say three, um, 15 to 30 minutes per person or per session of cardio. Um, so that might mean you go in, you do a heavy leg day, and then you do 20 minutes of incline walking on the Stairmaster or sprints, interval sprints. You can do interval sprints on the bike, the rower, the Stairmaster, all those different kinds of things. So don't think that it's isolated just to the treadmill. Um, so yeah, sprints, walking, low intensity, steady state cardio, those are all going to be game changers for you three times per week. I probably do it three to four times per week, but that's just because I live in the gym and I'm there all the time. And then it's just three is what you want to maybe prioritize. And then an endomorph. endomorph. So this would be someone who's slightly more pear-shaped. Um, it might be a little easier for them to gain weight, a little tougher for them to lose weight. But kind of once you get to that weight that you're comfortable with, it's easier to maintain. So it might be a little tougher to get there. It might just look different, but it is going to be, you'll still be able to maintain it once you do get to that weight that you want to focus on. So 
what a pear shape might look like is maybe someone who has um, they gain more of their weight in their legs or their arms um, so it might be a little like I said more difficult for them to lose weight so these endomorphs I know that a lot of the times people think oh I just need to work out my legs you know how people say that they like have the pooch in their lower belly and so they're like oh my god I need to do abs I need to do abs I need to do abs not the fucking case all right so same with the endomorph just because you may think that you're gaining weight in your arms and your legs doesn't mean that you need to just do arms and legs you need to be doing full body movements to increase caloric expenditure which means that the more muscle groups you're working at a time the more calories you're going to burn and again this doesn't touch on hormonal issues. This doesn't touch on genetics. This doesn't touch on anything. This is just based on um, like the general population for endomorphs and different body types. So maybe a pear-shaped person, someone, someone like um, Rashida Jones, not Rashida Jones. Who's never mind. I'm not even gonna try and touch on that. Someone even like Adele. Someone like um, Seth Rogen. Even though he's not super fit. If he were super fit, this is what he would have to do to kind of get to where he needs to be. So someone who's a little um, more pear-shaped, so maybe gains their weight in their butt. Again, it's going to look different for everybody. So if it's not in your butt and it's just like just in your hips or just in your quads or just in your shoulders and your upper arms. Um, And I also want to say this. A lot of times when I talk about this, people are like, oh, yep, that's me. That's me. I'm like, no, it's fucking not. You're tiny. And that's not what you are. You just are bloated and you just want compliments. Sorry. Sorry. I know that everyone deals with these things differently and I'm sure that that will be picked apart and I'll look like a douche. But I'm telling you, reserve your comments that are negative about yourself until you've actually done the research and until you actually start to understand your body. Um, So just because you have an ass doesn't mean you're an endomorph, right? Either way. Um, So for the endomorph, what's going to be best for you guys in weight training is going to be larger compound movements with full body. So things like a squat to press. That way you're working your shoulders, your core, your glutes, your quads, your full upper and lower body. So things like a lunge with a bicep curl, uh, things like honestly a a burpee with a low row would be great. Um, You could do different things like Honestly, squat to press is going to be a, an, an amazing movement. You could do things like a uh, deadlift into a squat. I think that that's an amazing movement. You could do box jumps, um, different things that are going to work your full body. Highly recommend doing some research, finding some different um, finding some different moves that would be good for you. I think that going into like a reverse lunge with a curl and a press is amazing. That's going to fatigue so many different parts of your body. And then, um, like I said, a little harder to lose weight. So you want to make sure that you're maxing out where you can with your calories. So total body workouts with compound movements so that you're working more muscle groups. For you guys, it would be more beneficial to work on higher reps. So reps of like 8 to 12 and even higher when you're working your lower body because your lower body has the biggest muscles. So if you're working your lower body, maybe go for like... 10 to 15 reps. And then if you're working your full body, go for like eight to 12 reps. Um, And then for cardio, that would be a minimum of three times per week from around 20, 30, 35 minutes um, at your target heart rate. And 
I know that this is a lot of information, but like if you have a Fitbit or if you have your phone and you walk with it and you're tracking your steps, or if you just like hold on to the handles of your um, hold on to the handles of your stairmaster or your treadmill, you want to find your target heart rate. The way you do that is so simple. You just subtract your age by 220. So I'm 27, so it's 220 minus 27, and that's 193. That's my target heart rate. That's where I would want to be if I was an endomorph for. Um, like 20 to 30 minutes, minimum three times a week. So the endomorph is going to be doing more full body and a little more cardio than any other uh, muscle or any other body type. But again, like I said, once you reach that maintenance level, once you reach your goal weight or whatever weight you feel best at and you're thinking, wow, I feel really great right now, it's easier to maintain. Then you can start working just an upper body day or just a lower body day. But I definitely think that in order to maintain that consistency, I do think that it's important to continue with that cardio um, maybe at least two or three times per week once you do hit that um, maintenance weight, definitely. But again, it is going to be, for the most part, making sure that your diet isn't checked. It's it's anti-inflammatory, maybe cutting out the dairy, cutting out the gluten, increasing high-quality lean proteins like salmon or um, mahi-mahi has been amazing, shrimp, uh, as well as maybe tofu, making sure they're complete proteins and not having any like bullshit white breads, sugars. You don't need to be taking a bunch of pre-workout. You'll be fine. So that's really what I wanted to cover with you guys today. Um, I actually don't think I touched on mesomorph, the middle one. Um, I don't think I touched on the reps. Um, for the reps, that's going to be, oh, maybe I did say that. But for anything, like I said, um, you'll go maybe 8 to 12 reps. So similar to an endomorph, but uh, maybe a slightly higher. So 8 to 12 reps for the mesomorph when you're training. And then when you're training legs, definitely do it heavier. And then if you're doing body weight, do reps from like like insane reps like 25 to 30 reps of something so if you're just doing air squats or like super 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 lightweight squats 25 to 30 that's what I'm talking about so if y'all have questions and again thinking about taking on a couple personal training clients if you're in Charleston I'm not sure yet but I'll, I'll I'm not sure we'll get there um anywho so that's really what I wanted to cover with you guys today I get questions all the time from people whose body types I can just tell are, let's just say I can tell that they're an ectomorph and they say that they want to do, you know, 20 reps for 10 rounds. And I'm like, you're crazy. So I think that knowing your body type is huge, understanding, listening. Um, if you have questions about this, please let me know. That's what I have for you guys today. I wanted to really niche down and focus on those types of things, give you guys some specific examples of what that might look like for you. Um, and if you're not quite sure, we can chat about it. Um, happy to set up consultations. I know it says nutrition consultation on my website, but you can book it for fitness, nutrition, and all that good stuff. So um, that's on my website, elizagfitnessandhealth.com. You can book there. It's a uh, nutrition consultation is at $65 just to be very transparent with you guys. But if y'all decide to do like a meal or a fitness plan, that money is taken out of that amount. It's basically just collateral because I spend a lot of time working with you guys uh, for these consultations. So that's what I've got for you. Make sure you check out Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Type in Hotter Than Health. This is episode 83. And <laughs> again, if you're going to do the coconut water cold brew, please let me know how it goes, how you like it. I know you'll love it. Just pace yourself with the amount. I promise you, you want less than you may think, but everyone enjoy your day. I hope that you guys all have been enjoying slightly getting back 
into maybe some restaurants or maybe your gym opened up. Um, I hope you guys are all um, spreading some light and sharing some goodness and educating yourself, voting, registering to vote takes two seconds. So love y'all. Talk to you next week and can't wait to hear from you.